0: The Big Picture, Afternoons with Rob Brinkinridge, Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR.
1: Well, like I said earlier, I'll give credit where credit is due. I wasn't sure what to make of Doug Ford. Um, You know, this point about changing the way alcohol is sold, sure, that's a good change. Uh, Bringing in changes to the rules around vaping and e-cigarettes, if that's what they're going to do, sure, applaud that. Uh, but this decision on sex ed, I, I just I don't get it. And I guess if you've been following politics in Ontario, maybe not a surprise that this change was coming. Uh, the uh, sex ed curriculum implemented by the previous liberal government was very contentious. And I never quite figured out why. Remember, it was a year, a couple of years ago, had uh, Charles McVady. On this program, well-known religious conservative activist and, you know, he was full of all kinds of vim and vigor about this issue. And what what stood out to me was that, you know, all these things that that he and others were claiming about this sex ed were just not based in reality. Right? And I had the curriculum open in front of me and I said, "Where, where are all these things you're talking about? It's just, it's not there. There was a lot of hysteria around it. Now, you can argue that maybe there wasn't enough consultation, but I mean, that just seems like an excuse, I think. Because people didn't like the direction it was going with sex ed curriculum needs to evolve if you're going to go back like ontario's doing to to curriculum that's 20 years old that makes no sense now i wonder if we're going down the same path here in alberta where we're undergoing a, a, a large curriculum review here in alberta but sex ed is is something that is under review and i, I think it needs to be and i think it needs to keep up with the times and I wonder if we're going to end up going down the same path that Ontario did. Uh, well, somebody who's uh, followed this debate very closely, Michael Corrin joins us, columnist, broadcaster, and author. Michael, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
0: Always a pleasure. Thank you.
1: Uh, so I guess the writing was on the wall. I mean, this was uh, something the PCs said they would change, so I guess we shouldn't be surprised that they're doing so.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) therein lies the tale. Mm -hmm. Uh, Parties promise all sorts of things when they're out of office. Well, get true. They they go through with them. Now, remember Tanya Granik-Allen, who ran for the leadership, she was never going to win, but her votes really put Ford over the top. They made him leader. Uh, She was then uh, removed from her candidature for the Tory party, and social conservatives were very angry. Um, So it wasn't clear what Ford was going to do. The reality is that Doug Ford is not particularly socially conservative. He's not a a religious man. I think he, I mean, I I can't say this with absolute authority, but I I, I have a feeling he'd be uncomfortable with certain issues like this. Um, He's surrounded by people in the inner circle who are more libertarian conservative than social conservative, and they're quite wary of people like Charles McLeaty, for example, who you mentioned, too, mm-hmm. is I mean, in many ways a figure of fun these days, but cause harm. As a figure of fun, he causes harm. Uh, but they have, they have followed through on it. And what they've done is just deporting, because they've told, what they've said is they, they're going to implement a curriculum in a vital area of, of education in a child's life that was outdated 10 years ago. It's more than 20 years. And although it was implemented 20 years ago, it's actually older than that. So it was written uh, before social media was as it is now, uh, before there was so much pornography available online, uh, before the rights of, 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 of gay people were enshrined, before equal marriage. Kids won't learn very much from it at all. I can guarantee you most kids will know a lot more than is being talked to them. It also puts uh, children from uh, gay families, uh, children who may be confused and unsure about their sexuality in a position of danger. It's really turning the clock back And something else has to be said here, which I think is quite staggering, I'm not sure if people in your province know, the the Parliamentary Secretary to the Education Minister is a young man who still lives with his parents, who was homeschooled, so he's never actually been to school. I'm not saying he's a stupid person, I'm not being personally abusive, but he has never been to school. He's a, a very conservative evangelical Christian, um, with also very limited life experience. I think it's deeply insulting to the people of Ontario that such a person should be given such a position of authority. So people are, are rightly upset. Um, there are a lot of lies, as you implied, in your introduction. A lot of what is said about this curriculum, it's simply not there. I mean, I've read the thing, and it is so boring. Most of it's about just you know, brushing your teeth and being nice to, to older people. There's a very small part about sex and sexuality and for example, we have these hysterical people saying and it talks about it teaches people anal sex. I think it mentions that issue three times. And what it says is, be very careful about this. You can get disease because there are people who will say, well, if we do it this way, you won't catch uh, you know a, a, a STD. It yeah. says you you may. It says it is dangerous. It talks about consent. It talks about religious considerations. It talks about speaking to your parents. It is entirely moderate. But those who oppose it have have lied about it, and they've also, and this is pernicious, they've also said that um, a man in this province who was involved in the Department of Education, Ben Levin, who was convicted of possession of child pornography and so on, they said that he wrote it. That is an absolute, appalling, grotesque lie. The curriculum is heavily modelled on several that have been in place in Northern Europe for years. He was a senior bureaucrat. He was one of an enormous number of people. There were consultations with 4,000 parents. So I'm afraid that what Doug Ford has done, in fact, is to give in to religious fundamentalism. And I never thought that would happen in this country.
1: Well, I think you're right about Doug Ford. I think he's more of a populist. And mm-hmm. the, you know, the argument that this was implemented without proper consultation, that's been one that he keeps coming back to. And that's more in keeping with, I guess, a pop- populist message. But is, is there anything to that?
0: There's a little bit to it. I think initially there, there was insufficient consultation, um, and, it, and it was introduced in a very clumsy way. Uh, originally, it was Dalton McGuinty who was premier before Kathleen Wynne, who I don't think was a particularly impressive premier, and he battled into pressure from people like Charles Maviti actually, and so he withdrew the curriculum. Then Kathleen Wynne, a much, uh, I think much more profound individual, she then said, "I'm sorry, um, as a mother, uh, as a, an educational authority, you know, uh, uh, someone who." had postdoctorate degrees in this, um, then we are going to implement it. But there was insufficient consultation, so they then consulted with 4,000 people, 4,000 parents. Should there be more? Well, perhaps. But and I tell you what will happen: if the, it, it will be flooded by by activists and special interest groups, such as the people who pushed Doug Ford to repeal the legislation. So, um, yeah, I mean consultation is an issue. But you know what? The teachers who are teaching this spend a lot of time with the kids. They love the kids, they have a relationship with the kids. The sort the of implication is that they're all evil and they want to turn the children into, into victims and they're all abusers, and that's a quite hideous thing to say. So we can have more more consultation, but right now what is happening is it'll be scrapped and in September kids will learn a curriculum. It's rather like saying they they will now learn math that was um, that was outdated 25, 30 years ago. They'll know the biology, they'll learn creationism, they'll learn the a biology that is... I mean, it is really quite extraordinary and, and we've become the laughingstock, actually, of, of people in the field of, of self education and, and the knowledge of how kids mature and develop.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it is ironic then, isn't it, to, to complain about the lack of consultation and to just implement this change overnight without yeah. engaging in any consultation. Mm-hmm. Um but you, you make some important points about what we're trying to achieve here and, and why we need to revisit uh, curriculum and ensure that it's up to speed. We need to make sure that kids understand consent. We need to ensure that they're able to make informed decisions. And as you say, if a, a curriculum says it's okay to say no, which this curriculum did, then, then that's, that's a positive as well. So what do we need to be focusing on?
0: Well, you a very good point. This is about protection of children. And the the opponents have tried to paint this as as a a way to make children more vulnerable and and it's it's about abusing children. The very opposite is the case. For example, um, kids at a fairly young age, and a lot of the ages are different. When people say they're taught this at a certain age, a lot of that is just not true. But they are taught the exact name for body parts instead of euphemism. Now, one of the reasons they're taught that is because the classic approach of a pedophile is to give uh, names to intimate body parts that seem to be completely Um, asexual and unchallenging and and not dangerous in any way. And so when a child wants to say to an adult, I was touched in this place, they'll now be able to say, this is where I was touched. If you look at the history of the victims of of, of abusers, they just don't have the language skills. They don't know what to say. Well, no, they will. The, The curriculum emphasizes, if anyone does anything to you without your consent, You have to, you must, you have the right, the obligation to come forward to a teacher or an adult and report this. This is what is being opposed, remember. It's about protecting children. It's about giving them knowledge, and knowledge is power. And going back to the old curriculum, well, I don't want to to use hyperbole here, but I I would think that those who, who do want to abuse are really happier today than they were yesterday.
1: Well, and yeah, that's, that's frightening. I think it's a legitimate concern. Um, I, I think underlying a lot of the opposition, and, and, and you could back this up, I'm sure, that any kind of an approach that, that suggests that that LGBTQ teens are to be accepted, are to be deemed normal, it, that that's going to be opposed because there there are certain factions out there that, that don't want kids learning anything like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this. I'm glad you said this, because it really has to be acknowledged. It's not just about the gay community, but I can assure you, I covered two, the two most, uh, the largest demonstrations up outside Queen's Park, the provincial parliament. I covered them. I reported on them. I spoke to countless people. I've read all of the articles they've written. i monitor monitored their websites. The homophobia is intrinsic. It's at the very heart of this movement. They may say, we're not homophobic. They are. They do not accept the, that homosexuality is inherent. It's something which people simply are. They're convinced that um, people don't have to be gay if they don't want to be. I think I quite understood this because, I mean, if someone said to me, you can no longer be straight, I couldn't just change. It's what I am. But they, yeah, the, the, that is there. And it, the, there are varying degrees of it. Some are uncomfortable. Some are a little bit unworldly. Some are slightly nervous. Others, though, are obsessive. And if you look at the websites of some of these organizations, they write about this issue over and over again. And the vast majority of kids who will be taught at school are not gay. They simply are children who will have a sexual experience at some time in their life, and the curriculum wants to make them more prepared for that, more secure, and less vulnerable when it does occur. But, yes, I mean, homophobia, Yeah. I, I know for a fact that some of the organisers of the second demonstration had told people not to display homophobic signs anymore, because journalists were taking photographs of them, and there were many of them, misspelt of course, but I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah, but yeah and Kathleen Wynne. Uh, our last premier in Ontario who was gay. Um, they, they, it was, even, even within the higher ranks, we had a Tory MPP who said in Parliament that Kathleen Wynne was the last person. He said, you're the last person who should be putting forward this curriculum. And it was shorthand. We knew what he was saying. And Kathleen Wynne to a great credit, said, in what way am I the last person? Because... I'm a mother because I have children, because I was education minister, because I have a, um, a doctorate in education. In what way am I the last person? And she knew what he meant, and he'd been exposed. He meant because she was gay.
1: So as Ontario moves backwards and the rest of the country more or less moves forward on, on this, is, is it just a case now, Michael, of, of hoping that, that uh, we can mitigate the, the damage here, or, or do you think that this is necessarily a done deal?
0: I think quite a few teachers um, will probably continue to, um, to help the kids they are very fond of and protective of in the way they can. And I think they probably will teach outside of the curriculum. But at the same time, I mean, these people, they have jobs, and they're heads of the department and principals who who have to answer to those above, and I can understand why they'd be reluctant to rob the boat. I think there will be some protests about this, but those, um, those protests probably won't be as loud as uh, the, the demonstrations in the other direction. Um, it may well be, yes, the damage will be done and we just have to wait and see. And, and in years to come, perhaps, or well, I, I know it will be changed. It will have to be because there will be some horror stories that will come forward. What we have to be careful of, though, is it being replicated in other parts of the country. I mean, we see what's happening in the United States now uh, and in Alberta with an election on the way. Um who knows? There, there are. It's not always the leaders who want to implement this. It's that it, there's a certain vote, and it's never the majority, but it's a sufficient number of people from the evangelical right and, and conservative Catholicism with now we have a certain uh, aspects of the Muslim community, a few in the Sikh community who form a coalition and they can make a lot of noise and they can mobilize. And then a leader, even someone who's relatively moderate and might approve of a new sex education curriculum, realizes whether well, there are votes out there and I have to be very careful.
1: We'll leave it there. Michael, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this.
0: Anytime. my pleasure.
1: All right take care. Uh, that is Michael Corin, Ontario based columnist, broadcaster and author.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at twelve thirty on News Talk, seven seventy Calgary.